0: To this episode of Digital Coach, uh, where every week we speak to industry experts um, and you know industry pioneers to find out their experiences, and also you know for highlights um, into kind of how we can get ahead of the trend, um, embrace digital, and hopefully, obviously, introduce that into our fitness business. Today, I'm very, very happy to welcome not only a good friend but also someone that I consider a mentor, uh, Miss Emma Barry. So Emma is an authority in the industry, not just for boutique fitness, but she has written a book, I highly recommend it, Building a Badass Boutique, we'll get into that. She's also the ex-director of group fitness for Equinox, and from her native New Zealand, worked with Les Mills. So thank you for joining me, Emma. How are you today?
1: I'm great, and thank you for having me on. There's nothing Very
0: around more than this. <laughs> so I mean, what's been going on anyway with, with COVID, are you kind of, you're obviously safe healthy were you in in america when it kind of happened or how does it come about well
1: funny story actually i was actually in uh, holland so i i um i commute a little bit to the netherlands i work for basic fit over there and um i was over there when it sort of hit and at the beginning of the week when i landed I i arrived at Schiphol airport and everyone's um you know kissing and hugging and three kisses and the rest of it and yeah. by the end of the week they were not. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. it, it moved in very quickly and they, they had some confirmed cases in the south and it actually started closing down the south of the Netherlands so everyone actually had to go home the week that I was there. So I couldn't get out of the Netherlands because um, at that point Trump then announced that he'd be limiting travel for a month. Um, the Europe yeah. um, and not letting any non-Americans in, so I couldn't get out of Amsterdam anyway. So I went to France. I had one more event there, and then as it would happen, I got the last flight out of uh, out of Paris. Um, uh, you know, back to the US before they actually started really limiting the borders. So I, it sort of followed me home, and then we've sort of been home here for about, we're on day 32, so I, I, I do some badass bullets yep, every day. Yeah, I've seen we're it, I've on, seen it. We're on day 32, so we've been on semi-lockdown. I mean, I we're not limited to our homes. We do live in California, so we've got some lovely sun, so we're very lucky, yeah. but everyone's supposed to be self-isolating, and, you know, we've got all those restrictions, everyone's got to wear masks and, and things like yeah. that, so... We're 32 days in. Uh, we haven't seen any um, of the stimulus package, so the, the fitness industry largely has been missed, missed out. There's yeah. been three, three that have been dropped here, so Ursa and organisations like that have been um, lobbying really hard. Mm. But it's, it's been a lot of it's been to no avail. There's been you know, some people are looked, looked after uh, in small businesses, but but many of the of a certain size of the clubs have not. So it's it's going to be a very very interesting road back,
0: I think. Similar yeah. here, similar here. I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting. I know we obviously speak a lot anyway, but it's interesting to see kind of how UK Active and everything kind of goes on after this uh, crisis. But I've read the book. Obviously, we met up. Uh, Seriously? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I'm of course. Sorry. I, mean, we, I own a boutique, right? So <laughs> I want to, I But um, congrats again on this. Um, but I, mean, I was only thinking the other day that, you know, we had that glass of, Uh, champagne and this was literally what a week or two weeks before coronavirus hit so crazy Um, but one thing I wanted to dive into was because this kind of inside of the front cover is kind of what's going on now right and where for those of you that haven't obviously seen this it says innovate or die right and so with, with regards to what's going on now obviously not on the die aspect of humanity but <laughs> as a business you know people were kind of pivoting overnight and which was kind of really interesting for you know for us to see but what have your experiences been so far with specifically digital or technology kind of going into the coronavirus epidemic already kind of before that you know what was your kind of experience with technology?
1: Yes yeah, so, I mean I'd say that um, first of all uh, the coronavirus has provided a seminal moment for digital. So everyone thinks about it, but a lot of people never get round to it. So, you know, in my yeah. humble opinion, I think this is poor. Uh, you know, really pushed forward the digital agenda by at least two years, because yeah. if you weren 't thinking about it you 've had to think about it, and many people have had to do that to save their business, keep their clients going in some way so it 's done a couple of things i think it 's normalized it and a little yeah. a, a little bit. and it 's kind of like guys this is and i 've been talking about this as you know for years it 's like it has to be part of the ecosystem i can 't be in front of you every day i can 't serve every customer every day. Um, we go on holidays, we have sick children, we have days that we have to work at home, and you know, there has to be an as well as, and I think that's what this moment has done. I've never seen, we can't get on Zoom at lunchtime here in the US, I don't know what it's like over there, because everyone's streaming live. So nine yeah. o'clock in the morning, 12, at, 12 and six o'clock at night, it's absolutely overloaded. And it's been, you know, a seminal moment for both digital but also for online platforms. If you look at everyone that's just getting two thousand percent, you know, growth right now. Mm. So I think this that and then this carried on for and I think I mentioned to you, I went to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. I try to go every year. It's in January in Las Vegas. And Fitness is actually very underrepresented there and that's why I go, is to see what else is being pushed into our world and it's gobsmacking. Like we are so far behind in terms of, technology, the amount of money that's being invested and, and all of those things. I mean, I'm being dramatic, of course, there's a lot of money, but when you look at things like the innovation and the gaming worlds and medicine and cars, automation, yeah. um, all of those things, and there were 1,500 startups that I walked through, you know, the, the valley of there, and it's, it just blows your mind. You've got suitcases following you around, robots doing all sorts of things. Um, and then the big conversations out of that this year were AI, 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 every industry absolutely being driven by predictive um, algorithms, predictive programmings, data points, machine learning, that was really um, helping hyper-customize every segment of the world. And, and for, the, for the first time ever, every segment was represented at CES. So I sort of had an early look at this, and then I think digital's been pushed into that and now we're seeing it's one of the many things that we need to do to add as touch points for yeah. our journey and, and the other ways that we can reach out. So I think we've got over that judgment. I would sit here and argue with a lot of clients, prospective clients around, um, you know, is digital going to be a thing? Well, I think, yes, digital is going to be a thing. Yeah. This has absolutely highlighted that. So I'd say that's the biggest thing. The brands that have done the best are the ones that saw this coming and were kind of set up. There's been others that didn't see it coming but have pivoted very quickly. I think of people like Barry's, and I actually reference them in the book, because Mm -hmm. when I spoke to the CFO late, late, late last year, December, they they had no intentions of doubling down on digital at that point because they were focusing on bricks and mortar and just doing the face to face and they weren't even doing um any kind of biometric testing either. They just wanted to chase the experience. So then this happened and they were one of the quickest to pivot. They started going live, you know, posted a schedule every day and now they're actually committing to an online platform that gives um, you know, body weight training if you don't have anything, bands if you have something, weights if you have something, and the full treadmill and weights yeah. we know as Barry. So they've been very impressive and moved very quickly. Others who have sort of sat around and didn't do anything for two weeks um, have been caught a little bit caught out, really, to be honest. So when we talk about innovation, uh, innovate or die, I think the moment now is is, we we need to have a little bit of fire like this under us all the time. We have to stay fresh. We have to keep moving. And the brands that I work with, and you've always done this, you've done this through your training and you've done this through thinking about your clients and tracking the top trends. If you're not doing these things, you know, at some time, and usually it's not a crisis that comes along, it might just be competition or the fact that everyone's all shopping over here now. These things are real, you know? So I, I think, it's interesting, and, and I can't believe we got the book launch out, and it was great to have you there. I can't believe we squeezed that in before all of this happened. I mean, it was looking like such a different
0: year in February, shall we Oh, It was like. crazy. I mean, why do you think – so you said you went to that, you know, the event. Why do you think the fitness industry is is so far behind? What What is it? Is it, you know, a mindset? Or?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit that. I also think we were sort of born from – from a hobby hobbyist and passionate past not necessarily we've never been considered apart from tool Peloton and 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 brands like that came along you know the 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 money trail has always been you know people do it. you know i either have my corporate job or i go and i follow my love and i end up in fitness so it's been a little bit hobbyist
0: yeah.
1: A long time, And, you know, I look back into, you know, my history is mainly in group fitness. And I look back to Les Mills, which is, I yeah. worked for Les Mills for 25 years, but the actual gym, which existed before we went international, um, turned 50 a year or two ago. Yeah. So if you look at fitness, fitness as I've known it in, in the world of, of group fitness, it's only really 50 years old. Yeah. So it's quite young. And we're still teaching, you know, classes to people from a little stage with a little sound system. To me, in my opinion, we haven't actually moved that far in 50 years. Yeah. You know, yes, the, the outfits have changed, you know, and that, but the concept hasn't and I think this has been the real moment of digital where it's beginning to kick in so I think we've, we've been quite hobbyist I don't think mm-hmm. we've come from big pharma or cars or you know any of those things that have massive amounts of money I even look at the beauty industry and I looked at many of the robotics and the things that they've been engaging with for a very long time but look, look at the markups on beauty they've got the money to spend mm. it's really really competitive and I think until it's got big business until we've had the one rebels and the big brands come in and the equinoxes and the Mm. third spaces until you've had these big big engines um, I don't think we've had the money and I don't think we've had the professionalism I think we've only just found the professionalism in the last decade really
0: yeah
1: Um, if you look at all of this, if we don't have much money to spend if we're not really competitive yet and we've sort of been seeing our little sector as our little sector, and it's not our little sector anymore. You've got entertainment, you've got technology climbing, and yeah, like you've got, that part in the book, yeah.
0: you've got celebrities the like
1: mm. I mean, Centra's the second biggest downloaded app in Australia last week. You know, I mean, this is the new world. There are no barriers, you know. It
0: seems to be, I mean, you know, and I remember when you touched upon it the first time I think I heard you speak live about the technology thing. Um, it just seems to be that... We keep regurgitating the the DVD element of you know now it's an on demand or whatever, but it's not really you know encompassing what people or the client I think um, who which has got more educated over time is needing or you know or wanting. So it is quite interesting. Um, when you you know you've you've travelled obviously all over the world, do you ever see any kind of trends from say Asia, the difference between Asia to America or America to the to the UK with regards to I guess, digital or kind of how they've encompassed it into their business?
1: Yes, I mean, there, there are differences. And this is very much, you know, what is your operating system in your, in your country, really? I mean, I think in many ways, and people don't realise this, but in many ways, Asia's further ahead. Because mm. if you go, if, if you even look at the, um, take the, the virus as an example, the way that China have opened up again has been on the fact that everyone on the club has a very, very developed app. Uh, When they went to go to social distancing and limiting their occupancy, like, hey, only 50%, whatever, they already were tracking all of that stuff on their app. So, for you know, they would already know how many members are in the club, you know, based on who checked in, they would already know exactly what all those members are doing within the club. When I speak to most, mid-market, and even the luxury sector clubs, they don't know what their members do when they walk in the door. Uh, they don't have booking systems that say they went to the cycle class or the gym floor or yeah. whatever it was. They know that they went through the turnstile, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, So um, you. So if you look at those guys, um, I think China and, and Asia in general are very quick to pivot around that. And because we, we're we so focused on ourselves here in the United States that we often don't know what's happening in other countries. So I think uh, they're very digital. I think the U.S., parts of it are I think the boutique sector uh, is very digital because they've had Mm -hmm. to to streamline operations be it you know marketing uh, be it booking uh, booking and payment platforms then the actual experience who's doing what how many friends you know who's Mm -hmm. doing the add-ons how do I buy my shakes what's the secondary spend that's all being tracked Um, and, and it's been a little bit clumsy I think some of the the original big platforms like if you look at mind body and if you look at yeah. um Virtua gym and you, you look at these ones that, that, that they really trade in, in the boutique fitness they've been you know they've got quite big and quite successful quite quickly and they haven't always had the functionality that that the yeah. club owners have wanted oh i want to add this on oh, i want to add that on i want to customize it that piece has been slow i don't think it's going to be slow now because i think many many people are jumping into that space now because yeah. they're realizing that i mean peloton isn't a cycle company it's a software company and i think Perfect. people are really beginning to get that point so um, and then i think all the so all the clubs have different preferences my body seems to be a big player at least in our space anyway
0: yeah it's becoming
1: um, yeah and then you look at your class passes and your gym passes and they've actually pivoted on some technology they're able to offer so people can jump on that platform yeah Uh, There's been other platforms like Forte, for example, here in the United States, a very quick startup. And a lot of these uh, initiatives tend to come either out of business development. So you've a lot of people who were either out of the banking system Mm. and hated their job, but they could see an opportunity. And a lot of them were actually tracking the trends at a business level and they'd jump ship on that. Or they'd come from a marketing background, same thing. They'd see, oh, this message is missing in the market. Let's jump in, pull all my friends and, and go that way. So, they're right across all the the, the tech startups and they know that they just can create these worlds that that very, very quickly get up. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, so I think it's it's the same and it's different in every country that I look at. Um, just depending on who you use, how it gets out there, and then also what are the social behaviours around that. Again, yeah,
0: uh, you, that. Go
1: to, you go to China. I mean, you go to you go on WeChat, and it's like it is years ahead of Facebook and LinkedIn and PayPal, which is really what WeChat is. Yeah. Most of my friends in China haven't paid for something with real money for years. You know, like yeah. everything's managed on there. Really so. Great. We think that we're so advanced here, and I don't think we are. And the fact that we don't can't even track our members, I think, is an issue. You know, um, yeah. we don't know what it's they're gonna
0: doing. Have, it's going to have to come in right now um, well, as we
1: go back out. Of- Well, it has to because you're up against, I mean, that's the problem. You're up against Apple and Amazon and um, Facebook. You're up against the big guys who have been tracking you. They know where you've been, what you spend, who you hang out with. I mean, privacy, privacy, whatever. Too late. That's that's bolted. I'm sorry. (laughs) If someone wants to find out about you, they're going to know in about three seconds flat with the right hacker. My list got sold four times last year. I mean, it's
0: too late, guys well so with the big companies you spoke about peloton and have obviously just raised um you know these these sort of on demand let's say uh, platforms um you know and, and in your book you, you talk about fittainment and the kind of the attention um that these other companies such as netflix even you know are you know you're battling with that as a fitness professional or a boutique owner um you know how do you see the kind of future of this kind of going um with regards to as a consumer, am I still gonna need a personal trainer? Am I gonna just have a peloton bike? You know, what, How do you kind of see it kind of going in your view?
1: You're gonna need what you perceive you need. And I think the point here is whoever can find the customer and deliver the solution that they're looking for will be the winner now we know um so a big club needs thousands a boutique needs two to three hundred people a personal trainer needs however many people coming regularly so there is a i do believe that there's a world for all of us but i do believe that we also need to serve that world very well because there will be a lot of market that's up for grabs that is going to be uh, delivered to very well by someone who owns all your data knows what you likes to pay knows exactly the series or the the the, the number of services that you like and can package that into your life and give it back to you and I think mm. that's where we're at right now is we've only been focusing on fitness but if you only focus on fitness and you know this is a personal trainer if you ignore the food conversation you're screwed no you're completely screwed if you ignore the recovery conversation you're also screwed, or you'll at least be screwed in a year's time when you've smashed your person but they don't have the food and they don't have the recovery Mm. then of course mindset i mean the big frontier in my mind has got to be behavioral change and Mm. you've got to keep asking the questions why did apple focus on the smallest little things in your day standing up time sitting sitting down, breathing, meditation. These are almost like the smallest units of behavioural change. And then if you look at all the behavioural change specialists – that's what it's about. It's about making those minute things that you almost don't know in your life. Otherwise, yeah. you don't stick to them. You know, yeah. so I, I think, you know, the future's going to be whoever can serve that up. So will personal trainers keep going? Yes, the good ones will. The bad yeah. ones won't because they're going to get taken out either by better trainers or other solutions. I'm shocked that the Netflixes and the big streaming wars haven't stepped into fitness fully yet because yeah. there's so but it's coming. I mean, of course yeah. it's coming. I mean, look at what Kayla and, 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 and what Thor's doing right now. I mean, yeah. they're able to grab market share because they are celebrities backed by good platforms, um, informed by data, and they can throw cash on it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, this is the new world. And that just becomes – and because we have all being forced into social media and Zooms and, yeah. and all of these things, that's all an owned space now. I mean yeah. – we're having to pay our way into all of that stuff now because what we're doing now is the new billboard. This is the new billboard. If you yeah. can find me on here um, and deliver me exactly what I like, you're going you're gonna to have me. So it's, it does come down to entertainment because I have to be engaged. Now, we're all still doing a crap job. Um, personal train is better than most, but crap job at retaining people. We're yeah. all up against that. People don't even keep their subscriptions. You know, they don't even keep their friendships, their digital friendships, like everything kind of drops off. So it's going to be who can do the behavioural change, who can get in my head and who can give me exactly what I want. What should I be doing? What should I be thinking? What should I be eating? What should I be? It's all of those delivered beautifully. And I think a trainer can do that, but only if they evolve with the times. Because I think a lot of the things that we do can be automated. They can be predictive and picked up by AI. We're just at the early stages of AI in the fitness industry, yeah. which um, at the simple end just means collecting data points and giving you more of what you want and less of what you don't want. Yeah. But it's going to get quite sophisticated, as you know. Yeah. And we're, we're already created, to we we just don't look how we shopped at. I mean, I, I get stuff following me. They know what handbags are like. They know what shirts I like. And they <laughs> keep putting it in front of me until that seventh time that I go, you know what? I'm going to buy that. Cause that's exactly what I need.
0: Yeah. You know? You've seen it seven times. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I notice more, more and more is and speaking to, to kind of trainers, uh, especially kind of here in the UK, obviously, cause that's where, where I'm based is that, like you said, they, they forget that they don't need thousands of people, you know, uh, they just need to have that 20, 30, 40 people in their tribe that they really, you know, engage with and then obviously that they can service. Um, and I totally agree. I think the personal trainer or the fitness professional could be the helm, you know, it could be the person that's, you know, it goes back to that minority report film where they're actually the one that's kind of, you know, giving all the all the. The information to the client it's just trying to get that education i guess or trying to get the eyes open i think coronavirus has really highlighted to a lot of trainers i mean if you look into the group especially on facebook you know some have really kind of embraced this and said you know some of the things i was actually doing that i didn't really see as much value are actually huge amounts of value you know creating community and and all these sorts of things so it's it's going to be a crazy time but i mean i think it's 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 also exciting because it means that you know if you are embracing digital, you can open, you know, you can remove those geographical barriers, um, so to speak. But what do you think of the future? Let's say, I don't even want to say 12 weeks anymore. I mean, let's say 24 weeks from now, how do you kind of see us going into the the normal world again with regards to, let's say, boutique and and fitness offerings?
1: Right. So I think, and we've been following URSA quite closely, they have a lot of the stats here in the US, and some of this is a little bit US-facing, but... Yep. They estimated, and because we haven't been able to get, uh, a, a, you know, stimulus for the whole segment, you know, they estimated that if help wasn't coming, that about 25% of the of the fitness world would not make it back, um, either because they're teetering too close to the edge, and maybe you've got, you know, landlords that, that, that can't, you know, forgive debt, maybe you've got, you know, yeah, yeah all of that. You know. <laughs> so, I mean... There's all of that going on and some people are very close to the line and we know from boutiques, boutiques are going to be hardest hit is what what the data is showing. There's been a number of reports that have have been uh, written about this for a number of reasons. One is it's a pay-as-you-go model. So generally, I mean, not not everyone, but generally, generally it's hand-to-mouth. So you're only, you know, which means that you don't have six, maybe five or six months of reserve, which you might find in a more established club. But depending on how you're cashed up, you're funded, you know, what state your debt's in, a lot of clubs are actually running in debt, so um, you know it 's not just the banks don 't want to help they're also accountable you know they're also a business so you 've kind of got yeah. this whole domino and it 's happening happening all the way from our customers paying does the club have to pay mortgage? does the bank have to you know what 's the bank relying on for the government for so it 's this whole domino effect that goes in two ways yeah. so I think there 's going to be a you know a loss of life in terms of businesses as well it's it 's inevitable and it will be an opportunity if this isn't your thing. There's also no better excuse if this isn't your thing. And I've spoken to a few people who are saying, you know, I've sort of been doing this, and it's sort of been this side hustle thing. And I'm actually going to go and get a real job after this, you know. So there's a little bit of that. There's yeah. a little bit of that. There are some businesses we know. Some of our mid-market, we, you know, it's been well, um, well advertised that you know, 24-hour and TSI. I mean, these guys are you know, they've been dealing with some pretty big debt anyway. So there's some big clubs that, you know, and, you know, they're talking about it in the press, you know, they're considering, you know, bankruptcy or some of these businesses are. So, you know, there's going to be some don't make it back. Mm. then there's going to be without a doubt uh, most brands are, are launching or investing in some kind of digital aspect to build out their ecosystem. Now it doesn't have to replace live but it should certainly complement it for all the yep. reasons we talked about um, and yep. it's the same for personal trainers there's no reason that I shouldn't, people go on holiday, they want to break from their work they don't want to break from you know their health and their wellness and their fitness now, they want to do it on the rocks or you know wherever they are in Ibiza or if they're home with kids or whatever that they want to keep going with that. Sure, you can manage it down and maybe you've got less equipment, but they want they want that continuity. That's not the break they're looking for. They're looking for the break from their other life, you know, their nine to yeah. five. So, so I'd say that's it. I would say so. Boutiques are going to be hit hard, and um, there will be some consolidation. There'll be some M and A activity. There'll be some doors that don't open again. Definitely, growth has slowed. So there's been a lot of businesses uh, newly funded. There's been a lot of people, including Basic Fit. We were on a massive growth thing this year. We're supposed to open 120 new clubs. All of that stops right now, right? And everyone's going to go into some kind of tale of recovery, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Once we get out of it, I think there'll be, as we've seen in China, there'll be a reversal of the steps going in as there are coming out. So we know that we're likely going to be restrictive until such time if there's a vaccine and how deeply that's going to be pushing. And we know that there's all sorts of debates around all of that right now. Um, But, you know, you're going to have, we know you're going to have probably distancing. We know you're you're definitely going to have new hygiene rules. You definitely know that the government's going to be involved. Um, So all of those things, um, which, and those are the things that give us the clues for how we should be getting ready for this. That's what Um, I was going
0: to say, yeah. What do you think we could be doing now, I guess?
1: Well, you need to cut your business. Everyone's talking about at least have three scenarios. So if it finishes soon, which it won't, if it finishes medium term and what that looks like, and then what it looks like really to be planned out for all of 2020, I mean... We have to look at the government responses as well. I mean, in Australia they're talking about limiting travel for a year, like twelve months. Like yeah. it's like it's, it's incredible. Been, yeah. yeah. We're we're making mumblings of opening up now because um, Trump, of course, is under incredible pressure because we're a corporation, make no doubt that we're not yeah. a country, but we're a corporation baby, yeah. and um, you know, we're in the shit. The longer we stay closed up, we're at the point that people are beginning to riot, and that's going to happen in other countries too, because they can't feed themselves. So mm. It's going to happen, you know. So we're we're really dealing with those basic survival things right now. We know. I mean, we're preparing. So I would prepare for things like um, I was speaking to some personal trainers actually yesterday in Sydney, and they they very quickly realised that shit. Our clients don't have equipment. What can we do to get them some equipment so that we can keep coaching them now and for the for the moment in the future. Yeah. I look at all the clubs. You know, if you have a facility, you think about distancing. And again, it's going to hit the boutiques hard because you tend to cram three three bikes within that metre and a half. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's not even two. So you're at least going to have to go to 50%. Some of the neater ideas I've heard are, we're just going to hire out every second bike. We're going to get our digital platform up. We're going to run the class, stream the class. And you can either do it in the studio or the foyer with the digital or at home with the other bike that we we, we rented out. I'm loving these this way of thinking. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, or we're going to have to say, hey, Ben, you, you, you are one of our valued customers. Because we have 300 of you, we will be inviting you to train on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday because that's the capacity that we have. We've done a survey, and that's another thing I would recommend everyone does. Survey your people, your audience, yeah. your tribe, really, and just find out what they need. Who lost their job? Who didn't lose their job? Who's planning on coming back? Who's still with you? Who's going to up, down level services? You know, what is it? You have to get a real picture of what's happening. How are you going to on-sell? Because we're going to have to keep selling in this environment. Um, And, you know, what can you go live with it and sort of get your name out there? So these are some of the things. Equipment. F45s. Anyone who's circuit-based. You're kidding me. You're not going to be able to run your. You can't have, you know, 20 people going around 20, you know, stations. You're going to have to do stuff on the spot and you might actually have to say, I know with some of the brands I'm working with, we're saying, guys, you might want to invest in your own yoga mat, yeah. blah, 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 your own, you know, your own small yes. pieces of equipment because while we will be sanitizing, there's two things you have to get over when you get back, the fear. So you've got to get over the fear of return. Now, I do think you're going to have a little bit of a drop off. If you're sick yourself, if you have underlying health issues or someone in your family does, you're not going to go rushing back to a gym. You just you're not going to run that risk because just because we put an arbitrary date doesn't mean that the virus stops affecting people. It's it's no. it's just a date that we decide we're going to now take the risk and we flatten the curve or whatever and move on. Yeah. So I think you're going to have a drop off. There's going to be a fair factor, but what we've seen in China is once people come back, they can't wait to get back. They want to be social. Um, but they have to be, you know, operational costs are potentially going to go up if you're deep cleaning three times a day. And yep. you know, yeah. I mean, all of these things.
0: Um, so, um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Just with even the aspect of, of a booty. I mean, obviously number one fitness, we're a PT studio. So we, we even before lockdown went down to four trainers per studio at any th- one time. And the trainers, you know, were suddenly working at 5am all the way through till 10 at night just to kind of work. But yeah, it's interesting kind of, on the aspect of giving your clients you know the equipment or what do they need actually finding out because speaking to a lot of trainers through this time and we had 700 we're up to 700 now so we had 620 I think come onto the remote coach platform right in, right. in three and a half weeks but speaking to so many of them and surveying some of them were just frozen and they seem to be frozen because like you said maybe they haven't um you know actually found out from their clients you know what are you intending to do or what are you needing um and we spoke to loads about you know they were intending and I hope they're still not but doing everything for free through the whole kind of coronavirus period and it's just like value you know what you're doing you know you you also have a business so that was an interesting conversation I found when they were trying to do it for free
1: I think it comes down to who's still being paid. And again, when I was speaking to some folks down under yesterday, um, some people haven't even seen a dip in their personal training income because – You know, they happen to be in a place where most of their clients are either, you know, self-employed and they've managed to shut everything down and they're fine, or they they're still being paid. But we forget that there's still some people working through this. Yeah. And so, you know, a common thing that's sort of thrown around is like maybe eighty percent of them are still working, and therefore their lives haven't really been changed. I mean, they're watching their dollars that much, but they're still able to pay the people who help them, which includes their personal trainers. So, absolutely, as a personal trainer, I mean, and at the very least if you have lost your job, would you consider by donation only? So it really should be, can can you consider, can you... I, I've basically gone to zero. So as a trainer, I go to zero as of tomorrow. Yeah. If you've still got your job, would you continue still doing it? Look, they might say, "Look, let's just train once less a week or something, mm. whatever." But can you still pay? Can you part pay? Can it be by donation? So mm. if I was a trainer, I would absolutely be doing this, and I'm absolutely advising instructors to do the same thing. So yeah. I, again, I had a great call yesterday, and I'm like, "You guys have got to get on a Zoom, you know, created around what your specialness is," yeah. and but we've got to get out of this free thing. The problem is so much free has, it's flooded the market with free. And so we feel, we feel like we need to do that too. We feel like we're being insensitive to yeah. to not offer free. But I tell you what, if you're out of business in in, in a month or two, you're helping no one.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and, and this is about getting, we've got to get beyond that now. And I, I felt that, and I've had a couple of calls to the UK and I've, I've definitely yeah. felt that you guys are almost sitting there waiting for something. And I'm kind of like, Get over it. You got to run a business. Uh, you got to you got to feed yourself, and people need you. So. If you haven't spoken to all your members, if you haven't surveyed them, that would be the first place that I'd start. Yep. I mean, these are your these are your people. They're looking up to you. This is our time to lead. Yeah,
0: totally. so if
1: you haven't spoken. You should have spoken to all your clients on the phone. And don't be scared of what they're going to tell you. Yep. They're just doing the best that they can with the resources. The worst thing is not knowing. Not knowing yep. that forty percent of you them are going to pay on pay fully. Um, another thirty percent are going to pay a little bit, and some actually have to just pause you for now. But but let's know that right. Yeah.
0: It's, it's for sure it's it's a case of we you know we at number one we we called all the clients we've had some fantastic clients so if any that are watching this we, we still thank you very much um but I think a lot of trainers are forgetting the other things that they are doing you know there's always been free and there will always be free um and you know but what else are they doing around that and so many trainers I see uh, you know that have said oh you know I just is it immoral to be charging
1: oh my god no, don't even
0: bring your morals into this, you know, because moral I know that- be, it's moral not
1: to be charging because yeah. you,
0: know, totally you're, you know your
1: you know your poverty is going to serve no one, including yourself. You're not even going to be yeah. there for them, you know, at the end. Yeah. So, no, I'm 100 yeah. percent for that, and and we're we're probably a little bit more hard ass about that here in the yeah. US, you know, just because I think we sort of yeah. see that. Say get over that really quickly and just reframe yeah. it. You're not being mercenary. You're you're just trying to give value. And remember, people are at home struggling. This is yeah. about solutions. This is about, yeah. I'm going to be the highlight of your day. I'm going to yeah. get in your head. I'm going to get in your body. I'm going to sort the fridge out because that's the first thing we do in the first two weeks is eat the fridge. You yeah. know, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> I've never had so many carbs in my life. I mean, thank <laughs> you We're training like demons out the back. Thank yeah. you got the son who needs training. But it's like <laughs> that first week or two, you're just like, I'm just going to wear my pajamas and eat all the food. Like, it's yeah. crazy
0: yeah so um i guess last question i kind of had was if if someone's watching this and they haven't literally they have still not done anything at all you know what three things or what you know what few things could could a trainer could a boutique owner you know um be doing right now to kind of embrace some sort of digital and and you know give them a, a chance to, as we go through this next few weeks and kind of come out of it, that they are going to have actually, you know, something to come back to. What, what things would you recommend?
1: Right. So um, I would say, first of all, take stock. So take stock of yourself and take stock of, of your, your member base, your tribes, whoever, whoever you serve. That has not changed. You know, you yes. are still there, you have your gifts and you still have a market there that needs you. So I, I would always go back to that. And whenever I speak to people, because there's a lot of people struggling through this time, I, I speak to people every day, and it's go back to what you're really passionate about, and that's something that you need to get out there. In a, I mean we've never all been leveled. We've never been in this situation where we've all been asked to look at ourselves again. So this is a moment and it's it's hard because it's being forced upon us. But in many ways, that's an advantage because we're all going through a moment. So people have a huge amount of forgiveness right now, I believe anyway. So if you're trying to do the right thing, I would go back and say, right, what am I really good at? And, uh, again, I gave some people yesterday a unique idea based on who they were. I said, you guys should go out to market like this because this is who you are. You know, so a lot of people say, oh, I don't like to go live. and I don't... Get over it. Like, get yeah. over it. This is no different to you and I sitting on a couch talking to each other. So yeah. get over it. Um, your people love you, you know, so have a conversation.
0: I want so to speak like- to you.
1: Yeah, first thing i do is take stock. You know, who are you? What are you really passionate about? And if it's about helping people, just know that you're going to have to do it maybe through a different medium for a while. So do that. How do you want to show up in the world where you want to change? If you haven't checked in with all your clients, called them, Zoomed them, however they like, text them, message them, WhatsApp, whatever it is, do that. Then really work out where your business is at. It's never going to be the same. I mean, I hate to say it, it's never going to be the same. It's going to be a long road to recovery. Yeah. We're going to have different things in place and it's going to be forced upon us. It's going to be government mandate. So yeah. things are going to change. Also, um, people's mentality has shifted. You know, every, you know, all your financial advisors say, you've got to have six months in the bank just in case. And we're all like, ha, 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 oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know here it is so people are going to think differently i mean this is our moment we haven't had a moment we've had a bloody good life so far you know yeah. so the yeah. so first thing is take stock. Um, second thing is um work out work out what from all that information gathering work out what your members need next and then you need to be a couple of steps ahead some of the best brands again that i've worked through this more in the club end knew that They'd get away with a couple of weeks with people paying. Then reality would start sinking. So they got ahead of it and they said, hey, guys, we're just going to survey you. Um, We're still paying our staff. If you're in a position to keep paying, we'd love to continue. Here's the ways that we're going to continue serving you. And once we're back online, here's what we're going to give you in advance. And then, by the way, here's three or four options. Full price, full noise, here's what you get later. Part price, here's what you get, here's what you get later can't pay right now, but you'll do it by donation whatever, digital offering only, Um, sorry, we're going to freeze you for now, but we'll re-engage sometime in the future. So they could Mm. see those needs. There's nothing worse than a person going into their credit card statement and finding people pinging their account in times like this with no communication. So those – now, you know, speaking to your trainer crowd, you know, what equipment do they have at home? Some people have nothing, and they're sort of overdoing the beans and pantyhose thing, and um, – Could you therefore start thinking, goodness, if I had a home kit for my clients that was going to be cost effective, depending on how much they're prepared to pay, whatever, how could I get that to them? Or what's the thing that they need? Oh, that person's falling off. I know that they're going to be sitting there getting fatter and less less fit because I'm not in their life because I know that I'm the person that's in their head. Yeah. So what can I do today? What's the schedule for the week? How are you going to, like, you might decide if you're talking about this free versus paid thing, at the very least, they should be getting some kind of base programming, some kind of daily thought, some kind of emailer that you might set up yeah. for all your clients. You've got to get the mindset right. You've got to get the training on point. The mm. club's... The clubs and businesses that went straight to a schedule within two weeks are doing very well. Hey guys, yep. we're going live three times a day and mm. we're also going to be giving you some on-demand stuff. And by the way, we've got a nutritionist coming in. We'll be sending that out to you every week. And yep. every day we've got a topic that, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you, you, it's a long day. There's about 300 yep. hours in every day right now. So you need to, think about how can you serve this is a a great moment to connect. I mean connection's never been better because people aren't focusing on work or they're just at home and they're bored out of their trees. Less
0: distractions for sure. Yeah. Less
1: distractions. Yeah. And then I'd just say uh, and my last point would be take this moment and it goes back to the point in the book, innovate or die, take this moment and you should always be working on your business. You know, like and if you're just doing the five AMs till the 10 PMs, you know, every day of the week. And, you know, that can't be your life because this is not going to be the only change that's going to happen in personal training or whatever your fitness business is. It's going to keep changing and it's going to, you know, we have to keep pivoting and providing more service and getting closer to the customer. And and I would say partner, like what are the pieces you're really good at? What do you, what are your clients really into? Like there might be, you might know a meditation person and you might say, hey, could you come in? talk about it, and we'll do an education thing, and and by the way, if you could do some meditations for my clients, I would love, because they're having problems sleeping, they're having problems focusing, you know, whatever, it's not my bag, but I'd love, you know, so who who can you partner with uh, during these times, or hey, I'm a great cardio coach, or I'm a fitness coach, or whatever, but I'm not so great on the the yoga side of it, and I'd like to introduce so-and-so, you know, so I would start being proactive because we know that in the end people are looking for an ecosystem they just want all the things that they love in their life how could you be part of that of that fuller solution
0: yeah cool i mean it's a lot to take away i would say um anyone that is listening to this or watching this that's just a trainer and doesn't own their, their own gym i mean the book um building a badass boutique still has so much um, to offer just from, you know, looking at like you mentioned today about not just being about fitness, but looking at the whole spectrum of what are you doing as a professional for your clients? Um, And also just the planning element, you know, really, like you said, working on the business so easily do we just get sucked in or also looking at competition. Oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. You know, I think at this moment, you know, people are at home, like you said, and they are clients are reading emails when they never read emails. You know, and so if you are offering a newsletter that before was maybe you thought was a bit of a waste of time, but now people are maybe responding, so for sure, I think there's a lot to take away, but also, like we said, a lot of opportunity. Well, thank you for joining me, Emma, um, and I hope you all oh, well. and we'll catch up very, very soon. I look forward to that, and all the best. Thanks so yeah. much for having Thanks Dan. so yeah.